Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast about the rainforest and why we should save it. Our studio guest for today is Mrs. Johnson, who's working as an activist to protect the rainforests. She will join us through the entire episode. Welcome, Mrs. Johnson. Hello, Mrs. Black. I appreciate it a lot to have you here today. I'm very pleased too. So, is it possible to get us a closer look at some general facts like how the rainforest developed? Of course, first you have to know that rainforest does not necessarily mean rainforest. There are numerous types like, for example, the tropical dry forest, the tropical rainforest, the floodplain forest, mosaic forest and a lot of different subcategories. These biotopes of millions of animals and plants developed approximately 180 million years ago. This was the time when the earth landmasses stick together as one supercontinent and thereat it breaks into two parts named Laurasio, the platform in the north, and Gondwana, the one in the south, which creates today's countries and continents like Antarctica, South America, Africa, Australia, Madagascar and also India. Due to the fact that already back then the Gondwana platform has been located in the south, it evolved a profuse vegetation. And as the platform broke again around 60 million years ago, those rainforests spread along the island. But then, during the ice ages, these areas shrinked. Well, okay, but why did it shrink? Is there something special about the climate in these areas? Um, so, I assume we're talking about the tropical rainforest in the next few minutes, because it covers the biggest parts of the world's surface. And all you have to know is that such forests can only be kept alive respectively be able to sprout under special climatic requirements. And there are no seasons like we know it here in Germany. The year is divided up in rain and dry season, whereby the rain season, which is quite intense in the autumn and spring prevails. And so you can imagine yourself the environment like a sauna because it's pretty hot and at the same time quite damp all day long with consistent temperatures about 23 degrees to 30 degrees. Um, yeah, you might often hear people use the words diurnal climate combined with the tropical rainforest which describes its climatic conditions best. And the daily circle could be described like follows after the sun rises and begins to shine bright. The existing water evaporates and the humidity rises and clouds are built. And due to this procedure, there are lots of heavy precipitations around the midday. Then the sticky air stays and when it begins to dawn, everything is befogged. And that the circulation is able to start again with further sunrises. The high temperature is stable all day long. So you could say that the rainforest owes its name to the permanent downpours, does it? Yeah, that's true. More precisely said, the amount of rain each year is about 2000 millimeters, which converted means about 14 bathtubs per 12 month in each square meter. That's an enormous number, don't you think so? 14 bathtubs? That's massive. Quite hard to believe and especially to imagine, though. And where can I find those regions in which it rains that heavily? So, in general, it can be said that the tropical rainforests are located in Africa, Asia and Middle America, right around the equator. And the biggest current area is to be found in the Amazon Basin with a size of 3.5 million kilometers, which arrived 15 million years ago. And the entire territory is extended over nine states, above all over Brazil. Wow, that's incredible! 
So you could say that it's 15 to 20 times bigger than Germany, just imagine! At this point, I asked myself if there's a high diversity of species. Well, that's quite a good question. Scientists estimate the quantity of species at 20 to 30 million, which are not exported yet, apart from 1.8 million. 20 to 30 million only in the area of the Amazon? No, these numbers are estimates for all areas over the world that are covered by rainforests, although some researchers claim that there has to be about 100 million different species. Well, that means that approximately 90% of the world-known species do live in such a rainforest? In the Amazon region exist about 3 million insects, plants, trees, birds and mammals. The phenomenon and secret of this ecological system is that there are living a lot of species together, though there is a low amount of individuals. It works like that to keep everything in balance. And on the basis of this fact that the biodiversity is pronounced quite well, you might think that the ground is full of nutrients, but it fools. You can't find a typical soil of humus on which the nutrients stick to like you do if you walk through our forest. It's not possible because of the constantly warm weather. So for that, the rainforest developed their own ecological system in which every material, if it dies, gets completely composed by bacteria and mushrooms. Thus, those nutrients which are kept in the materials are immediately reused and recycled. The given miniature soil of humus is only a few millimeters thick, the reason for saving the nutrients directly in the plants. That means the rainforest doesn't own resources which can be used if parts get destroyed? That's it, because of the fact that the nutrients are not kept or saved in the ground but rather in the plants themselves, it doesn't really have a chance to receive those, therefore it dies. So you try to tell that it's pretty sensible if I got it right, and it can't be fixed once it gets destroyed? Nevertheless, you always hear the news droning out of the radio or the TV, telling you, like for example, how they clear-cut new areas to create space for the palm oil or co cotton plantations. For what reason they fall back on those areas of the rainforest, even though we are aware that these parts of the earth are life-maintaining? So, as you already mentioned, the forest gets destroyed for building up palm oil and cotton plantations, as well as for soya and pastures. And they reach this by lighting huge parts, which occurs a high carbon dioxide emission. A monoculture is what follows, kept alive as a result of the utilization of pesticides and fertilizers. Furthermore, there are huge international forestry companies involved, which ship the woods in great demand all over the world. But with their work, they don't only impair the soil, rather they contaminate the water. Lots of trees own, as a personal protection, poisons which keep them away from insects. If trees like that are cut, the poison obviously leaks and gets into the surrounding waters. And that's a quite big disaster. Moreover, the rainforests offer raw materials such as gold or aluminium by what gigantic machines roll through the jungle and flatten out everything what gets in their way. Attention should also be paid to the fact that we don't only talk about plants ETC getting destroyed, even primitive people who live in accordance with the nature since hundreds of years get suppressed or completely eradicated by interferences of the newer world. 
like for example the Yanomami, one out of 235 indigenous Brazilian races. They live in sweet little settlements in the center of the tropical rainforest and treat themselves with whatever the nature offers them and with the practice and experience from a lot of years they learn how to use the positive creativeness of them plants. There you got the next immense intervention action of the outstanding world into one of these people who live in the rainforest. International concerns regard the prescriptions of the croplands, sell the medicine like it would belong to them, and forbid them natives further exploitation of the material. From the prohibition and personal meeting results the infection and extinction of many tribes, for the simple reason that they can't deal with it. Often they are banished or exterminated violently, just that the rest of the world is provided with goods. Unbelievable of what humanity is capable of. Besides, here in Germany, we are not even living in poverty, but we still want to shop as cheap and as much as possible. Most of all, this behavior caused global problems, which got an immense impact of the Earth's lifetime. Everyone should be aware that the trees change carbon dioxide into oxygen, or like it works at the rainforest, they keep the CO2. Because of the rising emission of CO2, the climate changes and the increased emission of methane gas, which comes up with the catalyst boundary, contributes to global warming, and so our ocean layer gets destroyed. The activity of the sun gets intensified, the sea temperature gets higher, which reduces the function of saving carbon, which supports effects on the greenhouse more and more. But that's not all. Like I told you, thousands of plants existing in the rainforest got active ingredients for several diseases. So if we keep on destroying this habitant, we take the chance from ourselves to heal infected people. In the beginning, I explained that it's quite foggy and rainy all the time. It's because one single tree is able to emit 1000 litre water per day. If this function gets lost, imagine our world would be characterized by deserts and we would live in a barren landscape. Many times I get asked what each individual person could do to stop destroying the Earth's lungs. You got any idea, Mrs. Black? Um, like during the podcast episode, I've learned that massive areas are cleared for so young animals. So I would say people should have a look and care more about their consumption of meat. Additionally, it should be avoided buying tropical wood. You're completely right. I'm pleased that my words affect something in your mind, but of course there are lots more measures which help to let the rainforest survive. First thing, you should use recycled toilet paper, because toilet paper isn't reusable. And please drink tap water instead of water out of bottles, because this causes a high emission of CO2 because of the delivery and the production. And use a YouTube bag, because plastic needs 400 years to be dismantled. Of course, don't waste paper. And the easiest thing to do is talk to others and give them information about the situation. And the last one is to avoid disposable products like Caprizone or cans, because this supports the aluminium production and clearing of the forests. Well... That's quite a lot and mainly things that everyone can change. It only takes a bit self-discipline. I have to admit that I learned a lot and you gave me a closer look at the situation in the rainforest. And me, for myself, I will try to make sure that I follow the mentioned measures. I hope the audience feel the same. So at this point I would like to send you off, Mrs. Johnson. Thanks for taking your time. 
You're really welcome. I was pleased to be here and for sure hoped that I could change and affect something the listeners had and the way of living life. Because just remember that what's dead won't come back. So now goodbye from the studio. See you next time. Thanks for your attention.